It is SNY.TV's The Juice on the Cuse podcast, covering Syracuse basketball, lacrosse, and football. Today on the Juice on the Cuse podcast on SNY.TV, we'll be talking about tip-off for Bayheim's Army and kickoff for Syracuse football. I'm Wes Chang, and I'll be joined later by Jim Stick Schulte, and our guest today is Syracuse basketball legend, Demetrius Nichols. Demetrius, thank you so much for coming on the program today. I'm glad to be here, man. Thanks for having me. And Demetrius, I want to get you started on this one. You've had an amazing international career that's included stints in Russia, Croatia, France, Greece. You've seen the world. What's been your favorite place to play? My favorite place has been Greece. You know, Greece has great, great weather, as you know. But also the the basketball atmosphere, the basketball culture there is one of a kind. Amazing fans. They kind of remind me of Hughes fans, how they're very, very supportive. They're at every game. They see us in the street. They want to talk to us, meet with us, greet with us, build with us. And it was a great experience. Another place that I have loved playing in was Russia. I played in Russia for three years. I actually won a European championship there with one of the best, well, the best team in Europe. So me playing in those two places has been a great stepping stone in my career. But I would say every place I've been to, whether France, Croatia, Italy, every place has a certain place in my heart where I have great memories. I've met friends that I've, that I will always have in the future. So uh, it's been a great, a great run. One place that'll love you forever is obviously Syracuse, and fans have followed Bayheim's Army wherever they played. You played for Bayheim's Army for two seasons. What did you enjoy most about it? I would say it helped me stay in shape. You know, guys are at home, relaxed, relaxing, hanging out with family, but being able to take three weeks out of my time at home and being able to play stay in shape, stay in rhythm, it kind of helps me prepare for the season coming up. And that's what it did last year. I went into the season on a high note after playing in the TBT. But also, getting a chance to play with old teammates. Like last year, we played with Hakeem. Well, I played with Hakeem Work, Eric Devendorf, Lorenzo Onowaku, like all the guys that, that I played with in college, but also guys that I didn't play with, you know, like the young guys, Brandon Trish, Chris Joseph, James Sutherland, even though those guys are not going to play this year. Well, Brandon Trish is going to play. But just being able to tell stories, tell jokes, being able to come together as friends, as old teammates, is like a big fraternity that never dies. Demetrius, you'll be broadcasting Bayheim's Army games for ESPN Radio. Break down this year's roster for me. What do you like about this year's team? Well, this team has has a lot of pieces. Obviously, Eric Devendorf, Hakeem Work, they've been playing for Bayheim's Army for a long time. They are experienced. John Gillen played a great had had great games last year. Arenze is a big body that creates space down low. But we also have two additions, Chris McCollum 
ex-SU player, only played one year at SU, but has he was the 29th pick of the Brooklyn Nets, three years of NBA experience, and I'm pretty sure that he wants to come back to Syracuse to play in front of the fans because we all know and hoped and wished that he would have stayed another year or two. So being able to see him come back and see what he can do on the court, but also Jordan Crawford, even though he didn't go to Syracuse or attend Syracuse University, Jordan Crawford, if people don't, if people don't know, he he is a six-four shooting guard that played for the Hawks, the Wizards, the Warriors, the Pelicans, and the Boston Celtics. He has eight years of experience. So, adding him to the roster definitely adds another score, another guy that could get to the paint, create a shot for himself, or create a shot for somebody else. But I'm pretty sure that they have what it takes, and I'm and I'll be there in spirit, <laughs> and I hope that they can get it done this year. Demetrius, we'll get you out of here on this one. You're a Syracuse legend. You were one of the best three point shooters in Syracuse history. What was your favorite moment from Syracuse? My favorite memory. I had, I had a lot of favorite memories. I would say just playing on the biggest stage, being able to compete with some of the best players in the country for four years, being able to play at the most famous arena in Madison Square Garden every year, and also being able to improve each year. Because I wasn't – I didn't always play my first two years, so I had to basically work my way up the ranks and and earn my spot and get my coaches and my teammates respect and let them know that I could play at the highest level. So I would think that's one of my favorite memories, obviously, all the Georgetown rivalries, you know, playing UConn, playing Georgetown on senior day, beating Georgetown on senior day. That was big for me. My career high, 37 points against St. John's in the Carrier Dome. But my biggest accomplishment would be, I would say, graduating getting my degree, walking across that stage and getting my degree was a great accomplishment because going into Syracuse, I told myself that I wanted to get something out of, out of this place. Once I leave, not just basketball, I was a student athlete and that's how I approached every day was making sure that I, did what I had to do in the classroom so now I can have fun in the court. So that was my biggest accomplishment, being able to graduate from Syracuse University and being able to, you know, just enjoy it, something that I would always cherish. Demetrius, thank you again for coming on the program. Again, Syracuse basketball legend Demetrius Nichols. Enjoy the TBT. Best of luck on your upcoming professional basketball season. We'll speak with you soon. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Great stuff from Demetrius Nichols, one of the best pure shooters ever to play at the Cuse. And I'm now joined over the phone by the Juice Online senior columnist, Jim Sixschulte. Jim, how are you today? I'm doing great, Wes. How are you doing? Jim, I'm great because we're a little over a month away from the Syracuse football season kickoff on August 31st at Liberty. Jim, there have been a couple questions about this football team heading into the 2019 football season. So let's start with the offense. 
Eric Dungy, a four-year starter, has moved on to the NFL's New York Giants. Redshirt sophomore Tommy DeVito, we saw him a little bit last year. This is his team now. He's the starting quarterback. How do you think he'll play this year? Well, DeVito certainly has a pedigree coming out of high school. Just We can see that based on his recruit ranking coming out of high school and then also being an Elite 11 finalist. So we know that there's certainly uh, raw material to work with. Uh, he did get we did get to see him last year some, and his stat line as a whole was not too impressive overall. Uh, obviously, he had uh, he took some lumps against Notre Dame uh, when he had to come in and relieve Dungy after he got knocked out of the game. But at the same time, when you look at the Florida State game, he led Syracuse to four scores and five drives to blow open the game through that touchdown pass to force overtime against North Carolina, and then add two more touchdown passes to help them win. Frankly, he's coming into the season knowing he's the guy, and to be honest, he probably knew he was going to be the guy this year when he, you know, when the season started, when he was a true freshman after about a month on campus or whatever it was. But now he has not just game experience, but also some success to build on that. So I think we, uh, I think there's a lot of positives. Look forward to him uh, becoming a full-time starter. Jim, let's shift over to the defense. The secondary is stacked. All-American Andre Sisco, guys like Scoop Bradshaw, Trill Williams, just to name a few. The defensive line also stacked. You have defensive ends, Kendall Coleman, Alton Robinson leading that group. In a 5-2-4 defense, there's going to be two new starting linebackers for the third straight year, on the other hand. So how do you see the linebackers playing this year? Uh, honestly, I'm not sure. I mean, there's only one only one of one person on the roster has started the game at linebacker, and that's Andrew Armstrong. He started the pit game last season, and he leads the returning linebackers with 45 tackles. Obviously, uh, Shaheem Cullen no longer being on the, with the program is a loss. He had uh, over 30 touched, uh, sorry, 30 tackles, not touchdowns, oof, uh, last season. Uh, and but you know he was also a big contributor on special teams. Um, but as you mentioned, that defensive alignment, the 4-2-5, that's the way you know the depth chart is listed coming into the season. And I think that's one way they're going to go. The defense is going to go to kind of cover the weakness of that linebacker spot. You mentioned Kendall Coleman on the offensive line, his other defensive end mate, Alton Robinson. Those two guys are strength of the team. They might be the best defensive end combo in the ACC and one of the best in the country. And as you mentioned, the defensive backfield is an even better unit. Uh, six different defensive backs started the game last season. All of them are back. And two of them weren't even listed among the five starters in the depth chart. Uh, to me, it boils down to, you know, I expect Armstrong to be one of the guys who starts just because he's the guy who's on the roster who we've seen the most over the last couple of seasons. It's just as far as getting playing time. But at the same time, I'm not really wor- that worried about linebackers because Dino Babers at ACC Media Days spoke very highly of his defensive unit. And everything I've seen from Dino says I should believe him. Faith without evidence, all that. <laughs> Jim, let's use some of that evidence we have in front of us to try to make a prediction on the 2019 season. Last year around this time we were talking and we said if Syracuse got to six wins, that's a really good season for them. They ended up with 10, so the bar is set really high now. Do you see this team getting back to 10 wins and into a New Year's Bowl game, or are they going to fall back to the pack a little bit this year? Well, we talked about the defense already, the two defensive ends, the deep secondary. You know, And as I mentioned, alluded to, Baber said that's the best unit on the team. Um, in addition to DeVito on the offense, he, there's a deep stable of running backs led by Mo Neal, and three different returning wide receivers caught at least 40 passes last season. The wide receiver position looks deep as opposed to how it's been as far as maybe one guy coming back off a superb season and a bunch of question marks. Um, the change from Dungeon to DeVito will make the Orange look and feel different this season, but at the same time, I think the results are going to be pretty, pretty similar to last year. It's an easy non-conference schedule for SU, certainly the easiest they've seen in a long time. 
And a lot of people in the media think Syracuse might even be the second best team in the in the ACC as a whole behind Clemson, not just in their division. Put me down for the Orange, getting nine or ten wins. And if they get that tenth win, the potential of playing on New Year's Day with Clemson making the college football playoff. That's a great prediction, Jim. Hope it comes true. Jim, we are right at the end of our show. You're going to be covering Bayheim's Army in the TBT this Friday, July 26th at Onondaga Community College. I think that's going to be your closing thoughts, so take it away. Yeah. Uh, Bayheim's Army, as we all know, has been almost completely comprised of players who suited up at Syracuse, but there's been occasionally one or two guys on the roster who have not been at Syracuse. And this year there's one more, and he may be the team's most important player. Jordan Crawford, uh, the former Xavier Musketeer, joins the Army, and he's going to provide something I think the team has often missed in the last few years, a pure scoring guard who can take over the game. Uh, Bayhams Army has often been the tallest team in the tournament. Guys like Hakeem Warwick and Terrence Roberts, Bai Musakita, Deshante Riley, Rick Jackson, Arunze Onuwaku, and pretty much anyone else who's ever been over six foot eight and shown up in a Syracuse uniform uh, end up manning <laughs> the paint for the Army at some time. But Crawford's ability to score may provide something that's been missing, a guard who can just get to the bucket, create, and shoot threes. Crawford uh, actually has a fairly uh, significant NBA playing career uh, and averaged over 12 points a game in that time. That's not to take anything away from players like Eric Stevendorf or Brandon Trish or other Syracuse guards who played in the tournament, but Crawford's scoring ability is a dimension that the team has missed at times. And hopefully, with $2 million on the line, his presence will pay dividends for Bayheim's Army. Jim, my closing thoughts are on former Syracuse forward O'Shea Brissett, who signed an Exhibit 10 contract with his hometown Toronto Raptors over the weekend. An Exhibit 10 contract means that Brissett will head to training camp with a chance to make the team, and he'll get a bonus if he's waived and spends enough time with their G League affiliate, the 905. Congratulations to him. Here's hoping he makes the team. That's it for us for Jim Stick Schulte. This is Wes Chang reminding you that bowling would be a lot more interesting if it were slightly uphill. You've been listening to the Juice on the Cues podcast on SNY.TV, and we'll see you next time. This has been the Juice on the Cues podcast, part of the SNY.TV audio network. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.